Welcome to the Everything Music Ed podcast. I'm your host, Tom Borning. In this podcast, we'll hear from educators, performing musicians, composers, conductors, and others about their experiences in learning, teaching, and performing music. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram to find out about upcoming episodes, and be sure to subscribe, follow, and rate the podcast on whatever platform you get your podcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, or you have any show ideas, please feel free to email me at everythingmusiced at gmail.com. In today's episode, we talk with Kate Margrave. Kate is an outstanding band and orchestra director in Colorado. We talk about her interesting journey and how she moved from the east coast of Massachusetts out to Colorado. And we also talk about how she built up her program so that they needed an extra band director. I hope you enjoy Kate Margrave. Yeah, it's not good. Super, super like, I don't know. I can't place it. <laughs> no, I'm like, I lost it for most of the day. So this is the most back it's been. So Saturday was like, or Sunday rather, it was like gone completely. Oof. Like I had no voice. So was, all right. That's what we get for marching band in Colorado when like state championships is 30 degrees out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. That's amazing. But you guys killed it, right? Did I see like grand champs or no? I, I, well, that was a different there, comp. So, the, yeah, there's like, there were two comps this year that they were grand champs, which is awesome. But then, like, in our state, we were fifth in the state, which is still huge. Um, in 5A, which is the biggest school districts, like the biggest schools in the state. So, that is awesome. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> was... I, I can't wait to talk all about how, um, like, I was thinking, like, the, the biggest, uh, conversation topic for this is going to be how you learned what not to do from 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 me <laughs> yeah because i oh that's so funny yeah i was honored like i was so so honored that you even asked me to come do like oh do it, please so. you're, you're you're crushing it out there and uh and i just think it's so great and uh, i just want to pick your brain and uh I'm like I'm so happy. Plus, I haven't seen you or talked to you in so long. So I'm here with Kate Margrave, formerly Kate Flynn Margrave, or whatever Kate Flynn, <laughs> former student of mine. First time I've had a former student on the podcast, and now she's a better teacher than me. And so that's really depressing, <laughs> or or exciting, I don't know about de- that. or exciting depending on your point of view. But I also. I'm better at my job now than I was when I had you as, as a as a student. I I was literally talking to my wife today. Like I just I was so young in that job. I was twenty. Oh, twenty. I think it was your first year. Yeah, it was. Well, I had taught one year my... in junior high, but it was my first year at teaching high school, and it was like you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot what junior. Where were you at junior high? I forgot about that. Uh, I did West Springfield. Um, junior high for mm. one year and then came to Falmouth and I was not 25 yet. And so, um, oh, no, I wasn't even, I was 23. I was 23 years old. And uh, there was a lot to and do. I was on your interview committee. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that actually. That's funny. Yeah, because you, you, you asked me a question dealing with improvisation. Do you remember that? Probably. Yeah, I remember that. Vaguely. <laughs> that's so funny yeah well that's good well you know incredible so i guess we'll we'll start off with i what do you remember most about your early 
early elementary music education in Falmouth and when, you know, sort of bring us up through your musical life and then sort of maybe where you decided, you know what, I think I want to go into music. Interesting. So I was a fourth grader at Mullen Hall and they had the after school music program. And so Linda Whitehead was my first ever band director, which is hilarious because I live in the same town as her son. Oh my. Yep. Like we see each other at state convention. It's pretty, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and, and yeah, so, and he, so he teaches 20 minutes away from where I live. Oh, that's so funny. I, I saw him this summer and I was like, look, I don't appreciate being the second best trumpet player in the zip code right now. You know, <laughs> go, go back to Colorado. <laughs> um, oh, that's so funny. And so I started on flute um, and then did, I loved fourth grade band. Um, I remember vividly like in our la- our fourth grade band concert, um, I played the national anthem. Oh my gosh. As, a solo flute. I know. Like as, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it was, it was interesting. And then we went to, then I was at Morris Pond, um, and, uh, with, um, Mrs. Whitehead and then, and played in the hot jazz on flute mm-hmm. and played in all of her, all everything I could possibly do. Um, that was banned and that's where my dad taught. So that was another level that was fun because he was there. Um, then I went in seventh grade, I went to Lawrence and had um, Mrs. Studley. And I think, I'm trying to remember when, if it was seventh grade or eighth grade, because we we played early on in the Family Town Band. Like early on. I can't remember how early, because I feel like I played flute for a year before I switched. In, ta- in town band you did? It must have been wow. high school. Like maybe it was when I was a freshman in high school. Because I played anyway, so I had I had her for seventh grade and eighth grade, and was in seventh grade on flute, and then um, in eighth grade I wanted to play in high school jazz band. I knew they didn't have flutes in high school jazz band, and so actually between I think it was between seventh grade and eighth grade, I took like six months of lessons on bassoon. Mm. I don't know if you ever knew that. No. And so because Mrs. Stelly was like you have long fingers, you should play bassoon. And I was like, cool, something different. And then since, so then when I switched to trombone, I already, I already learned bass clef because I didn't play piano when I was younger, which I wish I had. Yeah, me too. In retrospect, right? Um, and then I went, and then I, I switched in, in eighth grade, I played some flute, but I played a ton of trombone and I just, that was just way more my thing. And then um, when I went to high school, I had, um, I actually, I marched in, in the high school marching band on trombone in my eighth grade year with Mr. Studley. Yeah, great. And then I went into, into the high school. And so I was there for, were you, wait, so what was your first year? I was trying to remember whether or not, it, I thought it was my junior year that was your first year. Yeah. I had. Um, Is that right? Yeah. I came in in the fall of 98. Okay, so that was okay. So I was right, um, and I remember that because of something you said to me that fall. Um, but Uh-oh. when I was <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, I had, I think I had I had Mr. Sudley and Mr. Cook. Like I had both of them, and I had two years, and then you came in. Um, but I, you know, I knew I wanted to teach band when I was in seventh grade with Mrs. Studley. Really. Like, I just, like, I loved it so much. And I was dancing. I mean, I'm, I was classically trained ballet. And so I knew that, like, the conducting side was something I really liked, too. And I just really liked the idea of, like, creating something new every single day. And so when I went to class every single day, I remember doing that. And, like, that was what I really wanted to do. And so when I was a seventh grader, I was like, I want to teach this. Wow. That's incredible. And so you knew, like, you wanted to be a band, specifically band teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, but that's weird. That's right, super weird. Right, no one, no one right, is so like that's crazy. Spill, spill the beans. I want to know what did I say to you? Or is it, it's just horrible. Oh, you said, um, oh, you're a trombone player and you're my drum major. If I had picked you, I would not have let you do it because oh. I wouldn't have had a trombone player be a drum major. Yeah, never in a million years. Yeah. <laughs> 
you let me do it for two years. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, that that was that was a challenge. I will tell you. I I had I had those conundrums come up many a time after you left too, where it was like, I don't want to take one of my top brass players and make him a conductor, but it's like I also don't want to put someone up there make him a conductor and uh have him be horrible either so <laughs> it was like you know <laughs> what i mean so uh yeah that's that's funny yeah but no you were you were obviously a really good one so that was that was pretty fun and actually i have uh kristen davison i have her like i've i've taught her niece you know I, it was me and kristen and angel when i was a junior yep yep and angel when i was a senior it was me and jane Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Jane and Jane went on to be on Jeopardy. She almost won it. I don't think I. Oh no, I didn't know that. I was like, yeah. I don't think I knew that. I did. She yeah. almost won it. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. She did really well. Um. So then, you. So let's 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 oh. talk about a couple other things too. Which is one, you're a twin. Two. I am. Your your brother is a very good trumpet player and as well now as a conductor in a military band, I believe, right? Yeah, he's the conductor of the Air Force band here at, in Colorado Springs. Oh, wow. And so you guys went to Mansfield University, right? Which, mm-hmm. which, by the way, fun fact, the new high school band director at Falmouth High School went to Mansfield University. Heard, how long have they been there? Uh, three months. Oh, okay. I was like, because my dad has tried to like keep me up on some of them but i don't know I, I i lost track but that's awesome that's so funny yeah he's a, imagine that he's a good guy yeah yeah it's funny i think and i also believe i believe there's an elementary music teacher in town that also went there they didn't they just realized oh, that so together they were i just learned that at like uh beginning of the school year saying that they went to mansfield university in uh pennsylvania right Yep. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere, basically. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? North Central, almost in New York. There's a Taco Bell and a Walmart, and that was it. Maybe there's more in there now. All right. It's been a while. Well, we don't even have a Taco Bell in Falmouth, so. (laughs) I think that's okay. But Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, So then this is where I sort of lose track of you a little bit. So you went to Mansfield University. And I want to say you got your master's. I don't. I'm gonna. I don't know if you taught right after Mansfield University. Mansfield University, so but I, you went to the the band institute or whatever, right? Right. So I graduated. I actually student taught in the fall instead of student teaching in the spring. So I went four and a half years because um, I wanted to play more ensembles at the college. When I like, I was like, and I also really liked the idea of student teaching at the beginning of the year, so I could actually see how to start things. Mm. Um, and so I graduated in December of 04 and then I got the job at North Attleboro. Um, and I was teaching beginning bands. Um, so it was the fifth grade beginning band. It was like a traveling teacher position. So I got to teach at five different elementary schools, which was awesome for me. Cause like I, I always, I, I, the, I enjoyed learning all the other instruments. I felt good about that. And then, um, so I just got to continue that. So I, I really, st- I, like, I still have most of that stuff in my hands, which is, uh, which I'm proud of because that's not an easy thing to do. Um, and then the, um, the junior high or the middle school position at North Ottawa opened um, and the director there went to do administration. And so I, I got that job. So I taught sixth, seventh, and eighth grade middle school um, for three more or for three years. So it was my fourth year. Um, but I went and started my master's. I think it was maybe even my second or third summer. Um, cause that, some people just said, you know, you might as well, like if you're going to do America, cause it's the American band college. Right. And like, if you're going to go do that, like it's in the summer. So you might as well start sooner than later. Cause then you get the pay bump sooner than later. Sure. And so like, I, so I started that. And so it was the summer program there. And then in my, like during that time, I had lots of things went on that was, I said like big negative things happened, but also some positive things where I realized that like I wanted to go do more. I wanted to give myself more credit and go do more of this. And I really wanted to conduct harder literature. Um, And so I knew, 
you know, there's, there were some of those great gigs in, in Massachusetts, but they're not, they're, weren't as many as on the West coast or West side. Sure. Um, and I really loved the idea of being around the mountains and stuff. And so in my, so I decided I was going to apply for jobs in Colorado and, um, cause I had a job, like I loved my job in North Attleboro, but I wanted my, my big thing was I wanted to live near the mountains and I wanted to conduct harder music. And so, um, you know, and there was some interesting, some weird things that happened with North Attleboro where like the high school job might've come open and stuff, but I wanted to be in a bigger, I want to be in a bigger program. Yeah, sure. Um, and so they, like I applied for a bunch of jobs and I applied for Pine Creek and someone who graduated the year before me from American Band College named Stoney Black, um, he's the one who's like, he talked to me a lot about it. And he was like, you should, you know, apply. And this is all the stuff about this. Cause he lived, he was teaching across, basically across the highway. Um, and so I did, and I had two phone interviews and then they called me to offer me the job. Actually, when I was in Disneyland with North Attleboro chaperoning a band trip <laughs> and I was like, Hey, well, I've never actually been to Colorado. Can I come to Colorado first? And they were like, no, we kind of need you to decide on the job. And so I said, well, why not? Like I had a dog. It was my, I was by myself. I had a dog. I had just like broken off an engagement, all these other things. I was like, I have nothing to lose. Like if I hate it, I'll just leave. And so I took the job and then went and visited the school in April, like after a month after I took the job. And now I've been there 16 years and three years ago or four years, I think this is the fourth year. Stoney, who's the guy who told me to take the job, who's this phenomenal director who was teaching at Air Academy, is now the co-director at Pine Creek. Oh, wow. So he's the one who told me to apply for it, and now we teach together. Oh, that's great. Wow, that's a really yeah. great story. I And that's that's incredible. So, I mean, now, now it seems like your program's really cooking. You got a really nice... I, I see all the stuff, how successful your marching band is being, but I've also... Um, I definitely heard a recording of your wind ensemble playing some really beautiful works um, a few years ago, too. Um, how's your jazz ensemble? Well, actually, the jazz bands, I mean, so Stony is, what's nice, so we've had great jazz ensembles the whole time. We play it all, you know, they've done really well through the state. Um, but when he got, some of the reason, when I first got to Pine Creek, there's only one band director. And then we grew the program, and there's just, I have... Through the year, I think I have 300 instrumental music students walking through the doors. Um, and our school, you know, that's over the course of, we have three, we have two jazz bands. One is an auditioned, a audition jazz combo, a concert band, our audition symphonic band, our audition wind ensemble, marching band, chamber orchestra and string orchestra. And so we actually have an orchestra program too, which I'm, I direct the orchestra program. Nice. So, um, that when I first got here or got to Pine Creek, it didn't exist, but I knew like we, you know, we need opportunities for string players too. Yep. And so we started that program and then we just, we just got too big for one director. Yep. And so Stoney started, at, um, and actually Stoney's kids go to Pine Creek. Um, and so, and they're phenomenal musicians in the program too. And so he started there. And so he kind of took over the jazz program. And so I'm doing orchestra and concert band <laughs> and marching band. He's doing jazz and some marching bands. And, um, I'm the, his, his jazz band played at CME or so Colorado music education association state convention last year. Oh, nice. Um, which was awesome. And did like mostly Ellington set. It was their, they were killer. Um, and then. This actually, this this year, the wind ensemble is playing. So, in January, we're performing. Nice. What are you so doing? Any any secrets? Or can you can you spill the beans? Oh yeah. So let's see. We're gonna do. Um, we're opening with Symphonic Dance Number Three Fiesta. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a and good then, one. Oh, so I love. Know, it's it's uh, all right. To that, start that, it and out, let's know. see. I want to play trombone on the end of that piece. Oh, it's such a good one. Oh yeah. That's such a great one. All right, keep but those trumpet lines are real yep. fun too. Yeah, gotta get. And the, the tough part is getting those of... accents right in five four. Oh, great! Luckily, my kids are super into it, so they said like, it's it's gonna be pretty special. Yeah. I think. Plus, it's such and a, that great piece called great recording, like Dallas Winds, or I think it's Dallas. Yeah, that's oh, great. Yep. Anyways, keep going. 
And then we're going to do a piece called Emblems of Sacrifice, which was, so do you know Kevin Walzik music? Have you done any of his stuff? Nope. Okay. It's fantastic. He's, um, he's a, one of the, he's, I want to say he's in Oregon. Well, yeah. He's a, one of the college directors in Oregon. Um, but he did children's folk song suite, which has been floating around for a while. A piece called Sojourn of Dreams. Um, he writes a lot for Ray Kramer, um, who's the professor emeritus at Indian University, mm-hmm. and he conducts in uh, he's in at Mushishino all the time. He's one of the conductors there. Um, the marching band hall at IU is named after him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're really lucky because he also lives in Colorado Springs. Mm. And he um, so my husband Brian is a band director too, and his he. Ray and Molly, who are like, they're like our other parents and Eva's other grandparents. So we spent a lot of time with them. And anyway, so, so and I'll have to send this to you. Like you, his music's phenomenal. Um, how do you, how do you spell, uh, how do you spell his last name? W-A-L-C-Z-Y-K. Walsick. Okay. Neat. I, I'm always and looking. I'm always looking. I'll send it to you. It's really, it's it's really cool because his orchestration is totally different. So instead of like, you know, there and the warhorses are so wonderful. Like they're, the the way it's written is just is so. It's like you know, the I mean, the, the fiesta. It's like you're you're expecting your to hear the brass together and then the woodwinds. You know, and so what Walzik does is he changes up the colors completely. So it's totally, it's not based on choir. It's just a different orchestra. Like he tries to put different instruments together. So the colors that come out are something that you're not expecting. It's really cool. Mm, um, but he, he wrote a piece for Ray called, um, well, it's a Unforsaken Symphony. One of his is Symphony Number no. 4, Unforsaken. And there was a hymn in there that he wanted to write as a standalone piece. Um, and so he extracted it from the symphony and he rewrote some of the parts and it's actually written for Pine Creek. Oh, beautiful. So it's, um, and it's just, I mean, it's one of those that has like, he, and he just, he's all about the color. So like it starts with muted euphonium and muted trumpet and I'm sorry, muted tuba. And then trumpets switch to flugelhorns. And then there's, you know, the, there's alto flute lines throughout it. And it's all like all the percussion stuff is not just like supportive it is completely integrated the whole entire time and all the like it's just it's very well done so we're playing that um which was premiered last year at our all city um honor band festival here at Col- in Colorado springs but it'll be the first time that um that is performed by a a group other than mushashino or the honor band so that'll be cool nice um and then we're gonna do emblems or then we're gonna do uh under the double eagle march mm, yep good one and then we're gonna do. Do you know the? Or we're gonna do Gershwin, which is the oh. the um, Warren Barker. The Warren Barker, which is just fantastic, and yep. no one ever does stuff like that at the state convention. So yeah. I'm like, why are why are we not doing that? Why are we not playing stuff that kids <laughs> like when they play? They like exude excitement. Like why why are we not playing stuff like that? One of the great American composers ever. I, you know what I mean? Like, like seriously, I, no, it is funny. That's funny, and Warren Barker is a great arranger. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. So, oh, that's great. So that'll be amazing. And then we're closing with Italian Rhapsody. Nice. The Julie Giroux. Oh, I mean, this is, I just love, it'll be fun. I just love hearing all this. This is, uh, see, well, it's, it's like, what program would I want to play? Right. If I'm sitting there in an ensemble, what do I actually want to play? Yeah, That's what I was going for. Yep. Well, I think. Because last time we played, we played something that was almost like it was, one of the pieces, there's a bunch of great pieces we did, but a piece we did was way too hard. And so well, one had like a crazy we, flute solo, right? Am I remembering? Oh, is this well, the that, was, we that was the same program. The one I remember seeing. No. Some like. That was. Oh, my word. It was. Actually, oh, wow. that one where they look. Are you thinking the one where they like stood up and both flute players played? That sounds familiar. Yeah, I remember the flute player stood up and I was like, whoa, this is craziness. That. So that's actually a Kevin Walzik piece. Ah, okay. The one you, you're talking about. Um, but I had, I had programmed Mark Camphouse's Whatsoever Things. Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love that piece. Yep. And it was great, but we almost couldn't do it. Like yeah. We, oh, yeah. Like, they arrived, like, a day before our performance, and I was like... I mean, there was some, like, 
man, there's so many things that are hard about that piece. I have it. I mean, I, I don't like, I bought that for Falmouth, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, like right around, so you didn't know this, but like right around 2003, 2004, Falmouth was cooking. We had about a hundred and. Oh, I didn't know that. I we had a we had a hundred forty kids in in the program. Our jazz band played at the state festival. The jazz band was outrageous. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. Best in the state, not a question. And um, the concert band was very good. We did Micah Festival and stuff like that. And we did like incandation and dance and um, some great stuff like that. And I was like, oh, we're gonna try. Like, I was getting. Uh, you know, like we also, like we often do, we tend to over-program. Like we get so excited, like oh, our band's killer. Oh, I'm going to do, you know, <laughs> we, like I actually bought, here's another one I bought. I bought Postcard to Kelly. Oh, I love Postcard. Like, there's no way. We, okay. I, I can barely conduct that, let alone have the kids play it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, well, it's funny like you mentioned that why because... am I so stupid? I can't believe I just wasted $125 or whatever it was on that piece of music. Uh, you know, well, we all do it. Yeah, I know. I know. And so for actually, it's funny you say incantation because the last time, so we played at CMEA in 2018 and now we're playing this and we played whatsoever things and we played incantation and dance mm. on the same program. And we, I almost, and, but then we also did Bueller's Holiday. Ah, nice. For fun. See, I think and those like, are great too. Just... Those old pieces are so great to pull out every now and then, right? I mean, I love, I'll be honest with you, I love doing new pieces like big time. Um, but uh, you got to remember those classics like that. And that's almost so classic that people would never do that, you know, but it's funny. Well, you know, and the other one that we did that is exactly the same thing you, or that you're like same concept as we did the last movement of Alfred Reed symphonic um, symphonic suite. Mm. So we did the gallop. Nice. So we closed with the gallop, but like everyone had forgotten about that piece and they're like, Oh wait, we should do the whole thing. Yeah. Like yeah. the next year, yeah. like more people did it. It was great. Yeah. What that whatsoever things. I remember the first time I heard that piece, I, man, I, I just wore that thing out. I just literally, I wore it out. And um, what was it? Was written. I'm trying to remember the whole story behind it. it. Was written for like H. Robert Reynolds, I think, or something. Or yeah, yeah. And it's and it has um. That sounds right. That sounds right. Do, 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 do. It was like Michigan, uh, Michigan, or you know, What's Michigan's um. Oh, I can't remember that. I, I'm sorry. But anyways, in that piece, like tuba and bassoon and all. You know, lots of color instruments have some very exposed solo stuff. That's a, I, and I was like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> I was like, so that's incredible it's that so you hard. they're able to do it. Well, Campos is so his stuff is great, but he writes in the stratosphere for clarinet, mm. and so a lot of the a lot of the parts are super achievable. And then as a high school group, then you're like, here, clarinets, and they're like, even the best players are like, mm, yeah, so no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Um, so some of those, some of those harmonies are so tight. They're just so hard for like no reason. Yeah. Except for colleges sound amazing doing it. So. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember we did a few, we did movement for Rosa. Oh, I love movement for Rosa. I did that at, um, at my, in my week. Mm. Oh, with Mike, Mu Mike awesome. Mucci, Mike Musi. Oh, that's so yep. cool that you did that. It was that. his first, I think it was his I think I was in there his second year he was there. I think Mike was in there, or Michael was in there his first year was there, I think. Oh, something great. like that. That's so great that you guys all did that. So so um let me ask you this, because I'm I'm dead serious now because I look back on my early times in Falmouth and I'm dead serious when I say this. Like I think about so many things and I was like, mm, I did that poorly, did that poorly. That was not good. I was bad at that. And um, so I guess instead of pointing out all my flaws, <laughs> um, maybe can, can, do you do you look back on when you first started teaching? Now you had, you know, and, and be like, oh, I had, there were some things I could have done better, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I just always think about like how I was bad at delegating certain things or like, you know, being able to, it was tough for me. You know, you come into, I'm 23 years old. 
and I'm talking to parents in a band parents meeting and they're like, they have kids older than me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, and you know, you had it tough because of the, just some of the situations that were, that were out of your control that were before you got there. Yes, that is true. And so I think when you come in like that, and I had a little bit of that too. When I, as, like, when I first started at, at North Atterboro, I was following someone who, like, they had they had dropped, like, that the the district had gotten rid of the program because of just budget cuts, and so basically I was restarting a program. So for me, I was lucky as a first year teacher because everyone's like, "Oh, there's band again. This is wonderful," you know. So I didn't have necessarily the same those same challenges. Um, when I got to the middle school, I was harder on the kids um, than the guy who was before me. He was awesome, like super nice guy. Um, but I wanted, I was pushing them more than I thought I was. Um, but, you know, and I didn't know middle school well enough yet. So, like, I remember vividly the eighth graders when I first got to North Harbor didn't really like me because... I expected them to be at a higher level than maybe, and maybe they couldn't have been there or they just weren't used to that push. Um, but I remember like getting a kid or getting upset with a kid because he accidentally threw a drumstick across the floor because he was pretending to swing a bat, you know? And like, in, if that was me now, I'd have been like, dude, seriously. Yep. Jack, go pick. And I remember the kid's name, Jack, go pick it up. Yep. But instead I was like, someone could have gotten hurt. Well, you know what? You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, you go from like here to here when sure. really now it'd be like, okay, let's yep. have the conversation instead of escalating faster than we should. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it, it's so amazing to, to be able to look back on your career and be able to like, okay, I, I'm man, I'm so much better at that. So much better at that could have done that different. You know, and when I, like as soon as I started teaching, one of my major goals was trying to make sure that kids felt really welcome and supported no matter where they were. If like, cause you know, we all have kids who they need band more than the band needs them. And those are the kids who need us more than anyone else. And so those are like, and it's not easy to teach to those kids, you know? So you have to like, I, I feel like you have to really, you know, one of the things I learned is just trying to figure out how many different ways can I talk about this so that I'm not talking up here and I'm not talking down here, but I'm also talking to all of the kids. And that's really hard. Yeah. And I think that took me a long time to learn. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's always, you know, it's like, how many, how many ways can I say this until every, it clicks for everybody. Right. You know, it's like, uh, Mm -hmm different ways to think about rhythm as much as as much as i love to try and you know you know one two and three and afford everybody you know sometimes you know do do day do to data whatever or whatever you know something else like that could maybe work better for the kid or coming up with some you know fruit thing that some people do or whatever i don't know just some sometimes those things actually work for kids and they eventually will get it some other way that works for them but yeah, there's always, I enjoy having those types of kids where it's like, you know that the only reason why they come to school is to play in your ensemble. And that's like, mm-hmm. I do, I do love that. And I get. For some of them is just to be in the room because they don't necessarily play oh. all the time. Yep. Oh yeah. They just need to like physically exist somewhere that they're comfortable. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, band kids theater kids chorus kids tend to be very accepting of all kids of all different sizes and weirdnesses and differences and everything right yeah that's always good I always get nervous at my the kids at my age I get nervous when I have a kid that stops playing their instrument you know it's a that's part of the that's part of the process obviously I'm going to have kids that don't go on from fifth to sixth grade um, you know, I, I always hate it to be honest with you, but I, I know it's going to happen. So whatever. But sometimes when there's certain kids and I'm like, I, I look at the kid and I'm like, you're definitely not an athlete. Uh, you definitely don't do this. You don't do that. And I'm like, I'm, I want to be like, what are you going to do? You know, like 
you're making me nervous. Like do something. Can you join the chorus or something? Like, you know, I just like, okay, I I understand you didn't like playing the trumpet or whatever, but can you just um, join something so that I know you're not going to like do nothing? And, you know, like, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, it's really hard. It's like, you know, there's, you know, and there's so, so much more of a safety concern just in general with kids and their mental health and everything from, from everything we've been through that that's such a fine line to, to try to manage. And that's, that's a different challenge too. Yeah, sure. So let me ask you this, your jet, um, marching band, you, you're done. Yeah. So, so marching band, so this is, this is marching band does not play at Thanksgiving. No. So Thanksgiving football games is not a thing in Colorado, um, which I thought was super weird when I first got here. Cause I'm like, well, who's our, like, who's our barstable? Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like that? No. Like who do we, like, who's our, and they're like, it's all bracketed. Like there's, there's no, I mean, there's some rival, like, so my district, and this is where it comes My district has five high schools. Oh, wow. Just in our district. So like there's, five we're the 5a high school and then there's four 4a high schools and so each one like so it's crazy like in colorado springs high school band director wise there's like 30 of us just in colorado springs uh, so when we do all the all city honor band is actually run by the band directors and it's just for kids in colorado springs I'm so confused by this, but that's amazing. And I know, you know, I, it's good. It's good for us to hear because you know, th- things here are just so different. You know, I mean, you know how it oh, works yeah. out and here, it, but and it reminded me a lot because I'm actually in charge of All City, the All City Honor Band. I am. I run. I run it now, um, and it, it just reminds me of All Cape a lot. Right. Yeah. Sure. Like, but it's so funny because it's just the entire city. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's so cool. I mean, All Cape is like, All Cape barely, marching bands, let's put it this way, marching bands on Cape Cod, there are two. That's crazy. Two. Yeah, that's nuts. Do you, in D, so in D-Y out of the five is... high schools, there's four. Yeah, right. In my district. <laughs> but I will say like, probably in your, giant. Well, I was just going to say, probably in your district, is probably big, much bigger than Cape. Because now yeah. Falmouth High School better... doesn't even have 800 kids at it now. Okay, so we have 1,607. Wow, it's so specific. I'm impressed by that. I know. <laughs> it recently came out in the email of how many kids we okay. have now. <laughs> like, but wow. So, okay. so March Man for us, like, so school starts for us. Like, my first day of school is like August 15th. Right. And so marching band camp, we, but what Pine Creek does, and it's very, it's different. It's, it's all site-based, which is interesting. So it's not district-based. It's like whatever the directors do on site. So for us, we start last week of July. We, we do a mini camp in June so we can get the kids knowing what's going on. We get our numbers, we can get our drill written. But in July, we do like Monday through Thursday from nine or from eight to five. And then we do the first week, August, second week, August, same thing. The third or that that third week of camp though is in the evenings because we have teacher work days, and so then from the, we we're lucky because at Pine Creek marching band's a class, so like my class block I actually have turf time so we get to go outside to the field on the turf, everyone's in the class. I mean I had 123 kids this year, and so like we had you know it's all the pit all the guard all the drum line all the winds. We're on the same class. And so we actually can go out. And since we have 90-minute blocks, we can actually go out and get work. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really awesome. And then we had – this year we had rehearsal Monday after school, Wednesday after school from 3 to 5.30. We didn't do – our Saturdays were competitions, but we didn't do Saturday rehearsal. A lot of people do. It just depends on what what they want to do. And so, like, just a couple of days ago, like, today was my second rehearsal with them. It all turns into a concert band. So we had a concert band today of, you know, I guess mm. 110 kids with 20 percussionists. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. How many? It was rough. How many? I mean, the kids are great. How many Robert W. Smith pieces can you do <laughs> to keep them all busy? We're doing. What I know. Well, you know what I found is actually I gave them. Um, do you know Sam Hazo's arrows? Oh yeah. Yep. 
So that's what we read today. And sure. they all, you know, because there's way more stuff to do. Yep. And there, that what's nice too is my percussion is because of how, um, just what we kind of demand of them from marching band. All of my percussionists are actually percussionists and not just drummers. Like they actually play like four, almost like nearly all of them except for the freshmen all play four mallets the whole time too. So we actually can do a bunch of the stuff that has like really good percussion stuff. Nice. Nice. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, you, you're talking about how you built up a program and you got really so big that we, you got to, you added another music teacher at your school. Um, having been in a similar ish situation. Um, and I know now you have a, a young daughter. How old? Five. Oh, mom. Oh, Kate, the mom. That's crazy. Anyways. So she wants to play French horn. So it's okay. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. She's said French horn since she was one. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Well, I guess where I'm going with this is sometimes do you find it hard to do, the juggling act, especially during like marching band season or when like, you know, you get close to, you know, concert band festivals and music festivals and all city band and all state, all the different things that we do um, as high school band directors. How, how, how do you balance like a life and family and everything with that as being a uh, high school band director? Well, it's always a work in progress. I'm not very good at it. Well, that's not, I, I'm getting better at it. Um, it's hard. I'm really, really lucky. And you were too. Um, my husband's a band director. He understands. And he teaches. So he teaches junior high school band at probably one of the, no, it's probably one of the two best junior high schools for band in the state. Um, Cheyenne Mountain, like, and, and the they don't have a marching band. Um for the high school there, but he teaches junior high. So he only teaches seventh and eighth grade. He taught in the district to start and he taught elementary music, but they have elementary band there where like they start in fourth grade and there's, I think three high school or three elementary directors and then one high school, one junior high and their schedule allows them to get into each other's classrooms every day. So almost every class in their district has two teachers every day which is insane. Like that's amazing. And so they're just really, really high achieving. So what's really lucky is that he does understand that part. Like he understands that, you know, even though he didn't, he did marching man, he, he, he was at CU. So he did marching man there, but he didn't like, and he went to a high school in, in the springs that was, um, and they didn't have a marching man, but so that's the big, I think honestly, that's the biggest thing is like, he actually understands what it means to have to do that. Um, so we live in his district and so my drive is much further than his like half an hour versus 10 minutes like he sometimes complains that his car doesn't warm up um but you know (laughs) not really but um and Eva goes to school here so she's at kindergarten in the district um and so like he's willing to understand that like there's a lot of days where I have to be up at school for longer. And so, you know, we just make sure the biggest thing is we like over communicate it pretty much of like, this is what I have this day. You have this, you know, that sort of thing, which sounds silly, but like, that's the biggest thing that's worked for us. Um, and cause he also, he conducts uh, one of the youth symphony groups in the, in the city. And so he has those rehearsals. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot, there is a lot of juggling for sure. Um, and so just figuring out, when those times are. Um, it also helps that um, my colleague Sony and I both want to make sure that we're more efficient with time for marching band and not wasting time for marching band. So there's definitely, cause there's, there's programs and I mean, like all over the, the nation where people, they have rehearsals, they like talk about how long they rehearse, but they don't get anything done. And so like, if you don't, you know, it doesn't matter if you rehearse for 12 hours, if you're not getting better. And so like, if we've worked hard to like, try to make sure that we are doing what our kids need. And so, um, in order to really be as efficient as possible so that we don't have to waste any time. So we can like, be like, okay, we're done. It's, you know, five 30, we're done with the rehearsal, go home. Um, so it's, I mean, that's a hard balance. 
Yeah. It's really hard. And, I, and I've also noticed, you know, whatever, because I follow you on Instagram, that you're also uh, putting in some time with exercise. And I believe, did you re restart dancing? I did. See, that's I did. incredible. I, 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 yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. I, you know, I realized I was like, I loved everything I was doing, but I was missing some stuff. And I felt, I felt like my left hand was getting a little bit, um, too same gesture all the time. And so I was like, I need to move differently again. And so I decided to start taking dance again. And so Eva's, and she's, she has been in dance for a few years, but she, um, and I, so she started like at a different studio and I found out they had adult classes. And so I started doing that. And now, um, like I'm, they have a nutcracker and I'm in the nutcracker for the first time in 22 years. Your dad should come out of retirement and play the big lady or whatever. Wait, right. Didn't he do something? What did he do? He did do that. Mother Ginger. Right. I, on the stilts. That just came into my head. That was, imp- you're impressed. I pulled that one out a little bit, at least a little I bit. I am very impressed. <laughs> but I mean, it is, it is found with legends. Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's funny. Um, yeah. But I am. But see, and, I think, you know, I think that stuff, I think it's real dangerous sometimes for music teachers. And I was definitely guilty of it. January, January of 2020, I was almost 300 pounds. Almost. Seriously. Wow. Almost. You know, and, um, you know, I think about when I first started at uh, Falmouth High School, you know, I felt like I had a lot to do. I had a lot to learn, a lot of stuff I didn't know. And um, I don't think I touched my trumpet. In fact, I always credit Levada for basically saving my trumpet career because you were definitely involved in this. And so was your brother. That spring, we played West Side Story at Bourne High School. Do you remember yeah. that? And oh like, yeah, I wasn't going to say. Even though I was like, I probably have no business playing this. Like, I got to really start practicing. And then I I play my trumpet all the time, and uh, I play pit orchestras all the time, and different bands and stuff that all the time. You know, so I love that I keep playing. But you know, also now I'm really into CrossFit. I make sure I cr- I work nice. out at CrossFit three days a week. You know, so that's like uh, I've never lifted a weight until the summer of 2020. You know, and um. I'm pretty psyched about it, but it's also like, you know, just staying healthy, doing things that are, that are for you. And, um, I was really happy to see you, like you had put, there was some posts that alluded to the fact that you were going to start dancing again. I was like, that is awesome. I'm just so happy for you that you're doing that. And then I see you doing all like the little, like time-lapse workouts and stuff and you know know, that's awesome it's great I'm just so well you know it's accountability and I've been really sick for like two weeks and it was marching band the week before that and so I haven't done it and so I feel like I wanted to get up this morning and do it and I woke up and I was like yeah that's not happening today yeah (laughs) I need I don't even have a voice yeah I was I was really disappointed to see that you haven't been doing it lately but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was I I was gonna message you no uh yeah, no, I think that's it's it's good and it's uh I'm really happy that seems like you're living your best life and uh, I'm just I I'm telling you I am just super proud of you and uh Aww, uh just it's thanks. it's so great. Yeah, just you you can admit it that you learned more of how not to be a high school band director than how to be a high school band director for me. It's okay. But it's great. <laughs> she nodded yes. For, no comment. There we go. There we go. That's that's affirmative. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> that's um, not true. There's I learned a lot of good things. <laughs> oh boy, give me your top few top few musical moments ever in your life, performer or educator. Um, let's see. That's a hard one. Mm, definitely. So conducting at nationals, National Consumer Festival. Um, that was definitely one of them. Um, we did a piece called Tears of the Princess Kushinata Flowing in Heat. And it's just, it was just, they just were fabulous. It was just awesome. It was so much fun. Um, Is that the one with the flutes? Is that the one that it No, may that's be? Eloy, Eloy. But it's the same concert. No, but I mean, that's what I meant. That's the concert that, because that's yeah. the concert that I saw. That's it. Yep. Um, so that was that one. Um, Incantation and Dance at CMEA was really fun. Just because 
is incantation and dance and the kids they just like let it go um so we're lucky we have so we have regionals and states so it's totally different and actually that's not true i don't actually remember how mica works i'll be honest um but for us we have a week where there's regionals across the state for concert band and so like you go and you get to play and there's 60 bands, 16 bands a day. And then there's clinics and it's like 140 bands across the state trying to get 32 state slots basically. And then you get to go perform at, um, at the, uh, state concert band festival, which is at CSU Fort Collins, really just beautiful state or beautiful stage, all those things. And I remember doing, we did so uh, Kevin Walls a piece called Sojourn of Dreams there. Um, but the music, the moment I remember was that the band, they just, they were lights out. They band, they played so well. And then we went and we played it. We had a clinic with Colonel Graham. So we had Colonel Lowell Graham was in and like at the end of the clinic, he's like, I just want to conduct them. So we're just going to play. And so I just got to like watch him conduct them and listen to them play. And it was so cool just because it was such a spectacular, um, it was just a spectacular chance to just see someone else enjoying the effort the kids have put in. Um, I remember playing Petrushka and Serenade first, or no, and um, shoot, what's that one? I think it was Serenade first. No, it wasn't first. Uh, Serenade to Music at the Corning Glass Museum in college. And it was incredible and loved doing that too. Yeah. Nice. Every time Ray comes and conducts my band, I get super excited and like, it's so fun to watch him do work with them because he's one of those people who gets in front of them and he's like, Oh, well just do this. And it was, everything was amazing. And then, um, we had this weird situation where, um, Bob Reynolds was in town and he was like, someone contacted me and they're like, Hey, can he come to a rehearsal? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were preparing for, we were preparing for nationals. I remember I seeing the pictures. Concert. I remember seeing the pictures of that. Cause yep. He was there and Ray was there and I was like, I'm just going to like die from the fact that they're both in my room. So. Uh, it's so cool. You've had some amazing experiences. Um, now this, this is, this is the big question. You, how long's your commute? 30 minutes. Okay. So 30 minutes. That's lots of music listening time. What are you listening to? See mm-hmm. me music. Ah, uh, a band dork. Italian Rhapsody. A band dork. Gershwin. From, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Through and yeah, through. Through and through. How did you not? You knew that in <laughs> high school. Um, uh, you know, like different versions of it so I can hear what certain people have done before yeah. and do it my way still. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I do that all the time, too. I definitely, I go through big time waves. So... You know, especially like I conduct the Cape Cod Concert Band now. It used to be the Conservatory Wind Ensemble when you were on Cape. And uh, so I definitely, when I'm getting ready for those concerts, or like right now we're like pretty in the heat of like getting ready for the winter uh, concert. Um, I'm I'm listening to our tunes and, you know, listening like you do here. Ooh. I I like how this person did that or this group did that, but I don't like that. You know, I'm going to slow it down much more right there, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's always fun. But then I can only do that so much. So then I'm like, oh, I'm not going to listen to pop music or jazz or <laughs> rock or whatever. You know, I get pretty. So you never you never listen to pop music. I rarely listen to pop music. Um, if I'm driving somewhere with Eva and she asks for Disney radio, okay. I'm going to listen to Disney radio. Right. Um, for marching season, I spent a lot of that time listening to judges tapes. <laughs> Just trying to like figure out why I can yeah, get better. Sure. Okay. Big time. Oh, you're going to make fun of me and I'm going to deserve it. And I'm okay with okay. it. Um, during when ensemble, season so like as soon as we start to oh get, my so gosh you record yourself and listen to it bingo, bingo. i don't think mostly i don't think so that's I horrible figure out well it's mostly so i can tell figure out what i'm doing wrong and give him better feedback um but also i hear stuff for the ensemble no i think that um, i listen that as yeah as much as i want to pick on you that you should probably be doing that while you're at work as opposed to in the car but that being said i don't have time at 
work. Kids are all in my room. Correct. They come talking. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that big time. Actually, um, that's totally useful. Jason Fettig, um, I had I had him on the podcast, and he talked about that they record every single rehearsal, and he watches every single rehearsal back to see what he messes up or thought he said clearly but didn't or maybe he missed this that the band could have played better or whatever and uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing that we probably don't do enough of you know sometimes I see some video clips of me conducting the Falmouth Town Band I'm like uh, I was like hey well, why don't I why don't I conduct just a little bit bigger I, I don't want to look that <laughs> stupid you know like okay that's that's horrible conducting boarding what are you doing you know <laughs> look you know i don't know but you know but it's also good sometimes to like video yourself and uh oh, yeah. and take a look at it and i'm like why are you not playing softer <laughs> why i don't <laughs> <Yeah>. understand <laughs> yeah right i know seriously yeah yeah but we don't have um the wind ensemble that's playing at the state conference state conference is last weekend in january and we don't have that class until second semester when does that start? So I'm doing uh, January. So I'm doing extra rehearsals, oh, okay. like outside of school day rehearsals. So that's the one why I listen to because I don't have enough time. Like they need, like they need feedback. We we don't have time, especially if it's a 45 minute program. Like we don't have time to to waste. Oh my god, I'm like starting to sweat thinking about that for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh my word! But they all have the music. They know what they're doing. They know it's a yeah. big deal. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Now I just got nervous for you. <laughs> Who plays in your um in the Cape Cod? Uh, wait. What's what's the the concert? Yeah, Cape Cod. Is it just Cape Cod concert band? Yep. Cape Cod is concert band title? is the title. Yeah, they broke off from the conservatory, um, because people it was like such an exorbitant um like fee that they put on, and then it was like a whole it was just a whole big thing. So we broke off from it. Is it semi pro, or is it the is it? I I wouldn't call it that. I mean, it's getting to the point where we do have waiting lists to get into the group with some bands, with with some instruments, I should say. Um, Cool. And we're doing some great literature. We have some really good um, uh, board members that just do a great job with marketing and, like, the programs look amazing and... um, it, is it adults? It's an adult yeah, it's though? all adults. Um, that's one thing that changed is that there's no more high school kids. Um, Roy doesn't play for you, does he? No, no. But I, you know, I saw him the other day. He's uh, he's still around. He doesn't play for the symphony anymore. He retired from the symphony. I yeah. think he's he's playing it. He's playing piano at because he. I mean, he was maybe even a better piano player than he was a trombone player, even though he's great at that too. He was just phenomenal yeah he like he like changed my whole high school like experience with lessons because he was such a great uh, he was so great yeah yeah i just adore him wonderful yeah absolutely great and uh yeah he's playing piano and organ um in hyannis i think that's his sort of a retirement gig but that's what he's doing yeah he played at like pretty good gig. he played he actually played at my fourth grade band teacher's funeral yeah so oh my gosh yeah. so it was pretty cool because he 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 was a trombone player ron brown was a he was a trombone player he started me on trumpet but uh wow kate flynn i am so happy to see you this is just amazing and um listen if you come to the cape this summer i'm gonna be really upset if you don't well i don't want you to have to bring a trombone on a plane uh <laughs> I'm going to be upset if you don't ask me to hunt you up a con piece of junk trombone from my school. Actually, I have I have an old... From your school? Yeah, I have an old trombone that is the most gorgeous trombone I've ever seen in my life. It has no tuning slide, like meaning like at the top, no tuning slide. Yeah, yeah. You put it together, it's got no screw to screw the the the, the slide part from the bell part. It is old and it's beautiful. I play it like every day. It's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so you you should play that instrument, and I have a I'll get you a fresh mouthpiece. That's what you're gonna do. So when you come visit, you're gonna play on a Thursday night and sit in with the Falmouth Town Band because that's what I said. Only if uh, Brian can come play trumpet. Yeah, that's yeah, no problem. My husband's a tr- so he's a trumpet it's player. Easy. I will... Actually, he's trumpet and clarinet. 
B flat instruments. That's fine. Uh, okay. Wow. That's that's actually very impressive. Uh, but I will. Yeah, I'll give him my trumpet. You can play my trumpet. Yep. Done. <laughs> done. So well, I keep telling my dad it. Like, man, if any of those, I, I would gladly come back and do. Like, if if ever if ever you hear anyone's like, we need someone for all like mm. all Cape. Oh yeah, conductor or junior southeast or southeast. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm I'm out there. Yeah, it's funny. I was just talking to someone about this recently and about how I was so involved in MMEA and doing the different festivals and you know being southeast district concert chair oh, yeah. and all state band manager, all state jazz band manager, or southeast jazz band manager, southeast band manager, all cape band manager i was all cape jazz manager for like five years straight or something you know like you know just getting the different conductors and stuff but now when i moved down i moved down to morse pond you know a lot of it was because i had two young kids at home and so i stopped doing a lot of that extracurricular stuff that i didn't really get paid for even though i really i loved doing it don't get me wrong but i love seeing my kids do what they do too so so that was always challenging but um i was just talking about this recently that i need to get back into the music festival committees and those things i judge trumpets at southeast districts so that's oh nice that's i do enjoy that but i'd love to be like a band man do you guys still do them all live yeah yep yeah we did have we did have two yeah, two years where they were virtual, I believe. Yeah, yep. We still do like our so because for the for all city we do vir- like we do recorded auditions and all our all state just went to recorded auditions. We were doing live for a long time, and it's just like some logistics and finance because the state is so large. It was so hard to get to everywhere. Yeah, for those and auditions. Y- and you know, it's funny that you say that because when we did. The, the last year, especially once I got good at it, the second year, I was like, you know, an argument can be made that this is better, you know, because like, you know, I finished the, I finished going through all of them. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say there was a tie at the top spot, like whatever, you know, it's like there was a tie at the top spot. So I could literally just go back, listen to the recordings again. Yep. And be like, okay, you know what? This person was better. And I, you know, and just adjust the score by one point, you know? So that was like, it was really good for that. And, you know, some people can be like, well, you can cheat the system with that, cheat the system that. Uh, Okay, yeah, you can get, search for your best recording. But if it's still, if you're doing it the right way and you're just, you know, playing straight through, you say you're going to do these scales and play this piece. I guess you can't really do sight reading. I don't, I don't know, but also, well, yeah, we don't, so right. we don't do sight reading, Yeah, but also like if you want to teach a kid how to practice for real. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Right. Tell them they get to do like, yeah. they're like, Oh, I got to do this again to make like, I, I teach privately and my trombone kid in preparation for the all for for all state jazz and for all state jazz they have to do like a chromatic and like a couple excerpts and then they had to this year they had to solo on doxy or they had to do the doxy head and then solo on doxy and then do a blues and we i mean he did it like 50 times like just because i well that doesn't i want that to just and so i'm like you know you are just practicing in a good way so like i okay Yep. It was really interesting. Yeah, it's funny. I, all, I used for, to do and... that back in the day. I used to do my, this this is going to really date me, but I used to have, you know, like a a tape player with two cassettes, right? So I'd have one cassette on one side, and it would be a Wynton Marsalis playing the Haydn Trumpet Concerto. I'd press record mm-hmm. on the other side, and I would record myself playing the Haydn Trumpet Concerto along with Wynton or whatever. And realize how bad I was you know or like be like oh I feel like I played pretty well and then listen back to it and be like that stunk that was out of tune that was you know it's good yeah a lot of people don't don't do the record like you record yourself you can be a really good critic of yourself real fast it's really interesting and so that for us too what we do is like we'll have 
like for trumpets, for example, because we have two bands for all city and like there's, so there's a concert band and a wind ensemble. And actually my brother's conducting the wind ensemble this year. Oh, that's great. Which is just fun. I'm going to get him and on then, here. I got to get him on yeah, here. Yeah, you should. Yep. He's, he's, he's doing great. And the, the, one of the college, like the college guys conducting the second band and they're both like the programs are like, you know, it's like the top, they're the top all city band here is playing angels in the architecture. Like mm-hmm. it's just that they just, and yeah, it's, it's really cool, but you get two, two directors listening. And so they, and it's like, we renumber it all and they can go back forth and then compare and then you can listen back. So like there is, it's a very interesting process. I'd say like, there's something to be said for sure for live auditions, but it's very interesting to do it this way too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you could definitely make an argument for both. Absolutely. And I, I don't disagree with any of them. I mean, the, the other, the other part that people bring up is like, Oh, we don't have to pay for buses. You know, you don't have to pay for a venue. You know, I mean, I mean, it definitely saves a lot of money. Let's put it that way. Sounds lame, but it, which it is does. a huge thing for us too. Yeah. Is like it was, it was just costing so much to send people to all areas around. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Kate! I don't want to say goodbye, but it's time. And uh, you're amazing. And so I thank you so much for coming on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks and, for asking uh, me. This so so great to talk to you after all this time and amazing. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Everything Music Ed podcast. Be sure to check out future episodes as we talk to other educators from different teaching environments and cover areas of instruction such as concert band, jazz band, marching band, chorus, orchestra, general music, music tech, special needs, and much more. The theme music for the Everything Music Ed podcast is Jig, composed and arranged by Wally Minko. Jig is performed by Wayne Bergeron, and can be found on his album, Full Circle. The Everything Music Ed podcast logo was created by Sarah Goulart. <laughs>